Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Bet. We are at Perak Dalid, that's chapter 4. This is a short chapter. And again, another chapter which illustrates the type of transition of power that David wanted versus the type of transition of power that actually occurred. <clears throat> Vayishma ben Shaol, the son of Saul, heard, this is verse 1, that meaning Ishbosheth, the king, heard, Kimes Avner b'chevron, that Avner, his chief head of the, um, of his, of his armies, his ma- primary general and the main source, the only powerful figure other than the king himself in the kingdom of Israel, uh, someone who was even more powerful and more respected than the king himself, that Avner had died in Hebron, and of course this took him. That this became shocking news to him because now he had no one, no strong leaders, to hold his kingdom together. Vayirpuyadav, and his hands became weakened, meaning he became scared and afraid that his kingdom was going to fall apart. V'chol Yisrael nivhalu, and all of Israel, meaning the tribes of Israel that were under the rulership of Ishbosheth, were appalled. They were afraid. They were scared that their kingdom was about to fall apart. And because they had heard that Avner had died, they were also obviously afraid of all-out war, which, as we learned, they were in a weaker position than Judah. The war would not have boded well for them. Ushne and Ashim Dudim, and two of the um, <coughs> uh, commanders of uh, large uh, companies, these would be the two second-in-command if the general was Avner, then the equivalent would be his two top colonels, Hayu Ben Shaul, uh, um, uh, Ben Shaul, the son of Saul, and neither the Shposheth, the king, had two top leaders beneath Avner, Shem Ha'echad Ba'anov, Shem Ha'sheni Rechov. One's name was Ba'anov, the other was named Rechov, Bnei Rimon Ha'be'erosi. They were the sons of Rimon Ha'be'erosi, Rimon from Be'erot. Um, <clears throat> they were Benjaminites from the same tribe as Saul, as Saul himself from the same tribe as Ishbosheth. It makes sense that he hired people from his same tribe to high positions. Because the place of Be'erot was considered part of Benjamin's territory. And they ran to Gitaim. Uh, and their families resided there until this day, whenever the day that these words were written down. Uh, various, however many generations later that may have been. Now, the um, why did they run? Presumably they ran because they were afraid of the oncoming war and they knew that it, it was lost and that they wouldn't do well and they ran. So this is giving us the sense of Ishbosheth's um, uh, kingdom is completely falling apart. His top commander is killed. His next top two commanders flee, and now he's left with no no one to lead his armies. And his armies were in a very weak position to begin with. <clears throat> then we have a in verse four we have a little bit of a side note which will become relevant in the next chapter. Just a side note right now. son ben Shaul and Jonathan Yehonatan the son of Shaul ben had a son who was a cripple, who, who was crippled in his legs. Now this son was the first time we're learning that Yehonasan, that Jonathan had any descendants, and this is important because this is how David will fulfill his promise to Jonathan 
and to Saul not to allow their house to die and, and, and to support the house of Saul as the house of Saul completely unravels and gets itself killed out by, without David's interventions. He had this son who was crippled. Ben He was a young boy. He was he was five years old. When he heard the news about Saul and Jonathan dying, so he barely knew his father, Jonathan Yonatan. He was five years old when his father passed away in battle. And at that point, um, the, the, this is recounting the story. His a nursemaid carried him and ran because presumably she was afraid the Philistine were going to come after Saul's family after they killed Saul. So she ran uh, trying to find safe haven. And when she was running, when she was running, running quickly, she tripped and he became, um, and he fell. And that's how his legs became broken. And that's why he was crippled and was un- unable to walk. And this young boy's name was Mifi Boshet. Again, boshet is generally a, uh, uh, a euphemism for Baal, meaning Saul had another son whose name had the name of Baal, the idol, in it, um, which is an interesting topic of its own is exactly how that could be. And those, um, those two that we said before that had ran away and hid out in Gitaim, they went... Um, uh, they snuck back after they had run uh, and abandoned ship they went back and they thought to themselves presumably they're thinking hmm we can kill Ishboshet and bring his head we'll see this is what's going to happen to David and then we can bring everyone together and David will be happy and everyone will be great right um, so they come in the heat of the day uh, usually at a time in the Middle East when people are resting to the house of Ishboshet, to the palace where Ishboshet was resting, he was taking his afternoon nap. They came into the house, presumably they were familiar with the house, they knew exactly how to get in. As they went as if, they were dressed as if they were uh, people collecting wheat. And they stabbed him in the stomach. And then Rechav and Ba'ana, his brother, ran to escape after they killed him. When people came into the house, and they saw that Ishboshet, the king, was resting on his bed in his, in his chambers. Um, and uh, they, they stabbed him and killed him. Vayasiru uh, at Rosho, and they chopped off his head. Vayikhu at Rosho, and they took his head. Vayelchu derech harava kol halayla, and they traveled all night, presumably in order to escape the king's guards that were presumably chasing them through the wilderness, through the arava all night. Vayavu and they brought at Rosh Ishboshet el David Chevron the head of Ishboshet, the his uh, to David in Chevron. And they said to the king, to David, Here is the head of Ishboshet, the son of Saul, your enemy, the one who was seeking out to kill you. Presumably Ishboshet, they meant, was seeking out to kill you, or it could have been the son of Saul who sought to kill you. 
Either way, he's your enemy. And here's his head. God has given to our master, Hamelach, the king, Nikamos, revenge. From Saul and his children. Little did they understand how David worked. David did not want to get the kingdom of the north through violence, through assassinations. David had repeatedly stated that this is not what he wanted. What he wanted was for people to unite together in a peaceful way. He wanted a peaceful transition. He wanted his kingdom to begin on peaceful footing. This is the opposite of what he wanted. So therefore, Vayan David, David answered at Rechav at Ba'ana, Chivianted Rechav and Ba'ana, Bnei Rimon HaBe'erosi, the sons of Rimon from Be'erot. Vayomer Lemi said to them, Chai Adonai Asher Podo et Nafshimi Kol um, as lo- God lives, God who has rescued me from all sorts of suffering, from all sorts of problems, God has saved me. Okay, however, don't you know that the one who told me before, the one who brought the news, remember the Amalekite back in the first chapter of, of, this, of this book, of the second book of Samuel, he came to tell me, he named Shaul, that behold, Saul died. That guy thought he was giving me, he was bringing me good news. He thought he was bringing me good news that Saul died. He also tried that. And I grabbed him and I killed him in Siklog. I killed him because there he was bragging about the death of Saul, claiming that he killed Saul, that he killed the king. And that is not what I wanted. That is not the way to go. He incriminated himself and I killed him. David is probably saying this to these two men, thinking, wouldn't you have heard this? Right? I killed him, right? Um, when he was just, uh, you know, rather than thanking him, uh, rather than giving him something for bringing the news, for bringing the good news. However, you guys are even worse because certainly men who are evil men, hargu at each sadik, that they killed an innocent man. Here, the word sadik is in its biblical sense, which is, means innocent. Right? The language used in Deuteronomy, tzaddik here means innocent. You killed an innocent man when he was in his house on his bed. He wasn't killed in battle. He wasn't killed when he was coming after anyone. He went into his bed while he was taking a nap and killed him. This is not the way I wanted to inherit his kingdom. I wanted to unite our kingdoms peacefully. Certainly I am going to revenge his blood from you by executing you. I will destroy you from the land. David commanded his young men to to execute them by raglehem, they cut off their hands and feet um, and they were hung next to the pool in Hebron and they took um, the head of Ishboshet that they had brought by Ikbru and they buried it respectively in the same grave in which Avner, his main general, was buried in Hebron. So now we have the end of the kingdom of Saul. The end of Saul's family's reign was with the death of Ishbosheth, who was assassinated by these two men. And now David uh, executed these two men for this assassination, again, which demonstrated to the people that David did not order an assassination. David wasn't even happy with the assassination. In fact, David did not want an assassination. 
David had made a promise to take care of the family of Saul, to look after the family of Saul, and David fully intended on keeping that promise. The way David was going to consolidate his kingdom, the way he wanted to consolidate his kingdom, was by signing a pact of peace. Unfortunately, the events, the, 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 the people's uh, vengeance, the people's anger at each other, the people's thirst for war, for blood, etc., led to things deteriorating to the point where this assassination occurred. This concludes chapter 4. Thank you so much for studying chapter 4 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 5, where we will see David establish the, the United Kingdom of Israel again after it had been united under Saul, then it split apart. Now it's going to be united again until uh, eventually, as we know from later history, it will split again. But um, looking forward to studying that together with you and, of course, the rest of this beautiful book of Samuel.